Do you enjoy playing relaxing puzzle games on your phone? I do. It's even better when they're free and you can collect prizes along the way. Welcome to Two Dots. I have been playing Two Dots to relax my mind, unwind, and there's something very methodical about it. The premise of the game is you connect dots horizontally, vertically, but never diagonally. And you head from level to level. And as I mentioned, you do collect points along the way if you are into that. More than 5,000 puzzles to keep you engaged and relaxed after a very long day, uniquely designed challenges challenges, game modes, and levels to choose from based on what adventure you are into. And by the way, you can download it for free right now on your Android phone or iOS. I also like the color template of this game. It's very, it's giving me very like pastel-y vibes. So yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it too. If you are ready to kick back and unwind, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS and start connecting. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. You guys, awesome show today. Recap of what went down at the live show. Oh my God, bananas. Golden X. I know, it's so true. Don't give me any margaritas. And Emmett Walker's on the show. He went viral for a post that he did of a woman shaming him for getting into first class. Exclusive interview on the Hey Fresh podcast. All the backlash he got, it was bananas. We have to thank our sponsor, Mervis Diamonds. We love them. You guys, Paul is hosting a last minute holiday shopping event tomorrow night, Thursday, December 21st, starting at 5 p.m. On, at Mervis Diamonds on K Street. It's from 5 to 8 p.m. And it also benefits Cultrified Foundation. You can shop for a good cause, have cocktails, food, and enjoy our fabulous Mervis Diamond importer friends. More details on my Facebook page. Just go to Sarah Fraser, hit page. From wine tastings to bike rides, art shows to beer gardens, street hockey to fashion shows, and so much more, there's always something going on in Crystal City. Offerings are live entertainment. You can get it all there. Get a complete rundown at crystalcity.org. And of course, we love Pacers Running. We podcast out of the Pacers Running studio. Absolutely love them. They also have several locations in the D.C. area, from the Navy Yard here in Arlington. You can just go to their website, runpacers.com. Great place to get a great Christmas gift this holiday season. All right. Woo. All right. Mm. All right. 
excited that you're going to be co-hosting the podcast today. I'm nervous, though. You are? Why? Yeah, my first time. Oh, the podcast is so easy breezy. You've already got this. You've been to our live show now. Now yeah. you know what it's all about. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, I, I really love it. I'm nervous, but I'm, I'm, I'm loving it right now. <laughs> She's like a natural-born prod, pod, podcaster, broadcaster, all of it. In Spanish, though. Oh, yes, all in Spanish, yeah. You'll have to give us some Spanish at some point throughout this podcast. Of course. Absolutely. Of course. Um, you guys, welcome to the podcast show. We are giving you a new episode this week. Paul Wharton is away. That is why you hear our lovely intern, Leslie. This woman is amazing. We're going to talk about her in a few minutes because she is so sweet, and she also has her own incredible YouTube channel. She's beautiful. Yes, I do. Thank You're you. Gorgeous. That's what everybody was saying at the live show on Friday night. They're like, oh, Leslie you. is gorgeous. We're like, we know. She's <laughs> amazing um but anyway paul is in cleveland with his grandmother so he is away he is not on this episode i know he wanted to be here because our live show was on friday night and oh my god it was so how was leslie you were there you were filming your clips are going to be up yeah um they go up on my youtube page which is hey Frage, and then of course i put a lot of them on uh, my instagram, instagram. as mm-hmm. well Tell me about the vibe. What was it like? I have to say it was amazing. It's my first um, show, podcast live show, and I really enjoyed it. I I was laughing the whole time. (laughs) And I mean, I was like... Oh my God! There's some parts that we're gonna play later on, right? Mm-hmm. In this show, yes. That you guys need to listen because I was like, Oh my God! I cannot believe Sarah just did that. It's amazing. <laughs> it was incredibly okay, amazing. Tell me one. What was the highlight for you? What was the What was the thing, by the way, that you thought the crowd was most into? I think when. Well, when you call your ex, I think for me, that was the main, like, that was the pick of the night. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't, I didn't think you would do it, really. Really? Oh, my God, Leslie, you should, oh, here's what you'll learn about me. First of all, if you dare me to do things when I'm sober, mm-hmm. I will always do them. Okay. You dare me to do stuff when I'm two drinks in. Oh, my God, forget it. I'll not only do the drinks, <laughs> then I'll dare myself to, like, one up that. It's so oh bad. Oh, my God, really? Just oh, my God, I'm out of stuff? control. Yes, yes, Leslie, you were lucky I didn't like whip a boob out or something crazy. Oh my god! Oh wow, <laughs> that would be something different then. <laughs> yes, I know. It was such a great show. It was. Thank you it guys so much for coming. Um, the audience, it was a packed house. It was yeah. sold out at the DC mm-hmm. Improv. You guys were terrific. Um, we're going to do another show in the spring of 2018. Tickets go so fast, so you're going to want to get them. Yes. Um, it was it was great. And like, it was amazing. They have to. If, if you haven't been to one of Sarah Brace's Fraser's show, sorry, you know my accent is <laughs> kicking. <laughs> you need to go because I mean it was my first one and I enjoyed every bit of it. So you need to go for the spring one. 
oh, it, and the spring one, I think Paul and I are going to have some really good surprises, too, because each show Amazing. we just keep, like, upping the ante. It's like one more, one more. Um, but anyhow, I'm going to play a couple clips of the highlights. Yeah. We'll, we'll play the phone call that I made to my ex, which was kind of this, like, spontaneous <laughs> moment. And, and to give you some context, my ex, this is a guy that I dated in high school for, uh-huh. like, three years, Rob Ponto. He was, like, my first serious boyfriend. And um, he's married now, and he has three kids. So yeah. I haven't seen him probably in, like, five years, maybe. I really. I'm trying to think. I think it's been that long. So when I, we were reading the story, there was a story that mm-hmm. came out that basically said, "Now it, this holiday season, like that yep. we're in right now, this stretch is when your ex is most likely to reach out because they're lonely mm-hmm. and they're reminiscing about old times." Yeah. And that's so true. That's very true. You said that your ex actually reached out to you this yeah. week, Yeah. Right? Last week, he reached out to me. He wanted to know how I was. And I'm like, really? Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's just how I talk sometimes in my house. I was like, really? Really? Um, I don't want to know about you. So, like, just don't talk to me. <laughs> I mean, I I'm sorry. But right now, just because I'm happy, you want to know how I am. If you don't want to know before, then don't talk. Don't text me. Now. How long ago did you guys break up? Like eight months ago. Really? Is this Recent. the first time you've heard from him in a while? Yeah, basically. Well, not really. He kept texting me throughout the months, but then he stopped texting me, and I kind of blocked him too. And then I changed phones, and I received uh. a phone call, a prime call, um, phone call, and I'm like, "Who's this?" And nobody answered. So I unblocked him because I wanted to see if he was him. And then next thing I'm next thing I know, days passes and he texts me that he wanted to know how I was. And these I'm like, guys. yes, these guys. <laughs> and the thing is that okay, you're gonna like I am a, I am a girl who like measurement is five eight. Okay, so I'm five eight in height, and he's like, I'm sorry, this is gonna sound bad, but he's like five four. <laughs> So the the height was an issue for you? No, it wasn't. But then I I keep thinking, how can someone so little do so bad to you? <laughs> Good question. How can someone so little, so short? It's exactly. not it's that short man's disease, though. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a real so? complex. Yeah, Napoleon complex. Wow. Like some men really suffer from that. They're little, and then they're just like worse. They're always trying to make up for their size. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. Anyway, uh, we will play that phone call. And then everybody, of course, wanted to hear Paul Wharton address the Almarosa Mm -hmm. incident. So we'll also play some clips of that for you. And today, I'm really excited about this on the podcast because I think this is the first interview that that this guy has done. But there's a gentleman named Emmett Walker. I don't know if you saw him go viral. No. Okay, so before we have Emmett on, this will give you time. Like, while you're listening right now, you can Mm -hmm. Google this. But Emmett Walker is a guy from Washington, D.C., and... Uh, first of December, he was on a flight headed to the Dominican Republic, and there was a woman behind him, this older white woman, and she was basically giving him a hard time that he did not belong in first class. Hmm. She did not believe that he belonged there, and she said something to him like, okay, sir, you know, they're, they're boarding priority right now, priority first class, so can you get out of my way? And he was like, yeah, no, my ticket's like priority first class. Exactly. And she was like, okay, well, you obviously have the military edition, so like you need to be behind me. Um, so he ends up wow. posting this interaction, goes completely viral, and then he writes an apology. And it's the apology that has gotten him so much heat. He received death threats, a ton of backlash. What? Um, yeah, well, wow. especially from the black community. Emmett is black, and from the black community, and this was a white woman he had this interaction with, uh, the black community has been very upset that he would apologize I know, to a I white woman. Too. 
Oh my God, this is so not cool. I agree. I agree because I think it's about humanity. And I thought what Emmett did was very, very sweet. But I will be curious after you hear the interview if you feel like he should not have apologized or if you feel as though, you know, what he was doing was just very, um, I think, a real stand-up thing to do. Yeah, I think it was just a real stand-up. I mean, I think he was... He, he, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's just like if someone would tell me, go, like, go to your place because you're Hispanic. I mean, right. So for me, that's a very sensitive um, topic because, right. I mean, I don't see racial, like, differences. For me, like, everyone is the same. So right. I don't think why, I, I mean, he shouldn't have apologized. But if he did, I'm good for him because he took the high road, you know? Well, that's what I would have thought, too. But he got a lot of backlash uh, about that. And, you know, it, it was an interesting dynamic. So we're going to have Emmett on and, and talk about him. Um, there were a couple of stories that happened over the weekend, Leslie. I wanted to get your take on before we get into clips from the live podcast show. Um, Let's hear them. One of them is, you know, this one was circulating all over the web. Did you hear about the Pentagon, essentially a, um, a former defense employee admitting that they had a UFO division that, that there was actually money and research being spent the head of the pentagon's secret ufo office sought to make evidence public with a couple of videos did you see these no i haven't oh my god these are pretty wild need to see over the weekend i'm sure you guys have been talking about this um well first of all do you believe in ufos do you think there is another life out there i mean if there's life in this planet why isn't there life on another planet there's a lot of planets oh, and of so course good. i believe in god so i mean of course, there has to be another life in another planet. So UFO out there, if you're listening to me, I'm coming from you, for you, <laughs> from you. Sorry, my Spanish. From you, for you. You almost sounded like a little alien. That was really cute. Hey, you're insulting my... my. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that wasn't... Oh, I thought you were trying. Oh, that was the Spanish no, accent. I'm sorry. No, Spanish. Um, well, here's my thing. You might find this shocking, but I actually don't believe in UFOs. I really, really? don't. Like, I entertain people. I no longer believe in psychics. You know, I went and had okay. a psychic experience a couple of months ago with a woman who, like, I met her. She gave me this amazing psychic reading. I was so into it. And then she was like, call me for $90. I'll give what? you this follow-up. I was like, absolutely, right? Mm-hmm. I paid the $90. She completely forgot who I was, gave me a whole different fucking reading. I was like, this is fake. I'm done. Really? Yeah. So oh, my God. I no longer believe in psychics. And I don't know. I don't really believe that there is another life form out there. Okay. I really don't. I, I just don't because, like, I know that there the universe is, there are other universes that mm-hmm. are light years away that we have not been able to travel to or whatever. But just when you go to places like Mars, mm-hmm. when they circle the Earth, there really isn't any other life form or planet that could really sustain life. life. In the sense that I'm thinking, right? I'm sure there's probably little bugs or whatever that live, but I don't know. I find it hard to believe. Well, I know. I understand where you're coming from, but I think that, I don't know, if there's, I don't know, if there's little bugs, they could be other people, like other things too. Not maybe like people, but something Some sort of creature? Yeah. Um, Okay, well, this is from a Defense Department uh, worker a couple of months ago, an intelligence officer, Luis Elizondo, uh, quietly arranged to secure the release of three of the most unusual videos that the Pentagon's secret vault has ever seen and includes raw footage um, of two men uh, or two pilots in the cockpit kind of locking or trying to lock their radar on this unknown object. Elizondo, an internal 
Pentagon memo requesting that the videos be cleared for public viewing argued that the images could help educate pilots and improve aviation safety. But in interviews, he said his ultimate intention was to shed light on a little-known program that he ran for seven years, a low-key Defense Department operation to collect and analyze reported UFO sightings. So here's one. I think you can hear from... um, Okay, take a listen to this. Okay, well, this is like, all right, Gimbal is one of the pilots. Let's see. I don't know if you're going to hear anything. Okay, here we go. Oh, my God. We're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. What is that? That's the object that they claim could be a UFO. Wow. That's not an LNS, though, is it? It's not an LNS, dude. Well, if there's a thing... Look at that thing they're saying. It's rotating. Okay, so anyway, they go on to to basically talk about how they can't really identify this object. These two pilots do. And um, anyhow, the Defense Department, their funding was completely cut for this. And so there's no longer any research into UFOs. But I did think it was interesting that at one point the government was looking into this. I mean, it, in the video, you, it is really hard to tell what it is. Yeah, it's hard to tell what it is. Are you convinced now? Alien life. I mean, in Puerto Rico, there's um, a name for aliens. Um, they're named El Chupacabra. A Chupacabra? Is that the, the thing that looks like part dog, part bear? Yeah, that's. I think that's <laughs> what it is. They also think that's an alien? Yeah. I mean, not not a, like an alien, but it comes from, uh, you know, someplace different. Oh, I love you know. that. A Chupacabra. A Chupacabra. It's also so, an alien. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm, I can't be convinced just a little. But that doesn't show any No, to me, much. that's a Russian drone. Yeah, that could be a drone, too. That's Thank what you. I thought, too. <laughs> I don't know. I think it is. Anyway, um, but they were saying, the Pentagon was saying, a source even close to that said that um, as recently as like six months ago, they were still conducting some surveys and looking into UFOs. Really? That's mm. pr- I think it's amazing. I mean, if they find life, I will completely eat my words like if there is life out there and there are aliens people say they're abducted all the time maybe it's true i'll be telling you te lo dije meaning i told you so (laughs) that sounded like telemundo 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 (laughs) uh mario batali the celebrity chef are you into celebrity chefs at all leslie are you like a fan do you follow not really um, well, Mario Batali, I kind of, I don't know. I do like all the celebrity chefs. All the things that they make look delicious. Um, he's being called really tone deaf over the weekend when Batali sent out a newsletter, his like, you know, weekly, monthly newsletter. And he apologized in that newsletter to his subscribers for his sexual misconduct against women, the recent allegations, allegations he's had. The problem is, though, at the end of it, he also gives a recipe for a holiday inspired breakfast. That's absurd. <laughs> Absurdo. How we say in Spanish. That that's bad though. I mean, it, he knows that he did something bad and he's like, "I know I did something bad, but here, there you have something special so you can make this Christmas." I mean, that is yeah, that's crazy to me. Um anyway, he yeah. So he ends up saying that and so far, at least not that I've seen, his people have not commented really about that newsletter. Yeah, that just seems 
amazing to me that big organizations, big celebrities can be so tone deaf, but you know, my guess is that they have somebody probably like an intern or someone that they've paid $5 to to write the newsletter. So they just kept in an old recipe or something. Yeah. Never thought anything of it. it. Are you going um, Terry, Q, Terry Cruz, the actor, um, you know, him from um, shows like, um, oh, not Reno 911, but um, some of the uh, the recent cop shows. I'm trying to think of what it is. Uh, anyway, you don't watch Terry. Do you know Terry Crews, the actor? I know him. Okay, not. you know of him? Here, I'll look up what he's in. But anyway. No, 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 no. Oh, and I miss you. What? The white chicks? <laughs> oh, white, white chicks. chicks. That's right. That's right. And now I wonder... Oh, that's what he's in. Okay, I was going to look up his IMDb. Anyway, Terry Crews, you know, he made the complaint against a movie executive that he claims grabbed his junk what? at a party. Yeah, did you hear this oh story? Oh, my God. He's also, yeah, he's he's gained a lot of um, just praise for standing up for himself and saying um, that a motion picture department head, Adam Bennett, groped him at a party. Well, now Terry Crews is accusing the agency that Bennett worked for WME um, of hacking his son's computer and possibly bugging his family in retaliation. What? Cruz says, I believe my family is being tracked and possibly bugged. Cruz said in a series of tweets, someone hacked into my computer, into the computer of my son uh, that we built together. I have to. I had to shut it down and replace the hard drive. Uh, Cruz also said that WME executives attempted to use Russell Simmons to pressure him into dropping the case, which is kind of ironic considering Russell Simmons now has all these allegations against him and is being investigated. Oh, my God. I cannot believe it. I was thinking the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's what I was thinking. I don't know. Did you ever watch that show? No. Anyway. White uh, chicks. White chicks. <laughs> You're all about that one. Uh, last story, too. I guess this kind of piggybacks on... Um, UFOs, if you will. But have you been following the whole Dear David drama on Twitter? No, I haven't. Okay, well, Dear... (laughs) We need to get this girl on Twitter. I Uh, do have Twitter, though. Leslie underscore Oquendo. Oh, good. (laughs) We will. Are you going to (laughs) tweet? You better provide us some content. Um, Well, Dear David... I started to get obsessed with it until, again, I realized this was fake. This, to me, was like the psychic that I went to. Um, but Adam Ellis is a guy. He's an artist, which there gives it away, I think, is why this is fake. But a couple, probably about a month ago now, he started tweeting that he was being haunted, first in his dreams, by a boy with, like, a deformed head mm-hmm. that was, like, supposed to be a ghost, right? Really? Then this ghost is haunting his apartment. So, like, chairs were moving. His cats would stare at the door every night at midnight so he starts tweeting this story like keeping people updated right thousands of people he has like almost a million followers now so but uh in the past week a lot of people feel that ellis and this whole dear david and the the child is called dear david um that his most recent photos are obviously quote fake and prove the whole thing was a hoax so do you see the little image of a boy back there do you see that see this do you see his not really. Okay. Well, um, Ellis recently posted, he has 725,000 Twitter followers since he started tweeting about the spooky happening. Sorry, it actually started in August, so I just got on the bandwagon about a month ago. But he's um, been doing this for quite a while. And now people are saying that the picture he put up clearly has to be altered in some way. 
he returned to Twitter this week apologizing for um, his absence as he said he's been struggling to sleep and has had weird dreams and a sudden dizzy spell. Mm-hmm. He said that he was waking up and had a tangibly feeling of badness, a tangible feeling of badness. And then he also posted pictures before and after of what people say is like a fake kid photoshopped in there. I and just think, I don't know, I just think it was just five minutes of fame for him. Damn. Have you have you got a seen... lot of Twitter followers? This is supposed to be the kid's head, by the way. This is like the last photo. Mm-mm. The kid's head. Have you seen the mo- There's a new movie out there that's named Wonder. Maybe he read the book. Oh, le- yeah. So maybe he read the book, and then he's like, oh, my God, the guy from Wonder is in my house wondering. You know how it is. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he just made up that story. That story. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I... I- I think this whole thing is fake, but I'd be curious to hear from you guys, like if you think it's real or not real. You can always email the show, Sarah at HeyFrage.com. You know where to find us. Leslie gave um, her Twitter a shout out, but she's also really good on Instagram. What's your Insta and your YouTube? My Insta is Leslie underscore Oquendo. Leslie underscore Oquendo. O-Q-U-E-N-D-O. Um, so look, yeah. obviously Friday night we were talking about that was our live show. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people wanted to hear Paul Wharton's reaction to all the Omarosa drama. Also over the weekend, you probably saw that this bizarre film of Omarosa surfaced called Soul Sisters, which was an ultra campy show where she's drugged by a piece of cake by a man dressed as a woman. It's so creepy. It really is like so bizarre. Here, I'll just play you. There isn't a lot of dialogue. Here's Amorosa's like falling over. Now she's in some funky world. This is crazy. This is like in 2007 after she was already famous. Oh my God. That looks like so bad. She must have been paid so much money. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really loved Paul Wharton talking about Amorosa recently being fired from the White House, didn't you? I thought he had a really good perspective. So take a listen to this. Everybody has been tweeting and asking us about that you're going to comment about Omarosa. So everyone heard the news, right? Okay, so... Okay, now how do you all feel about that? This is really interesting uh, They don't me. feel good. They don't feel bye, good. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> really I think they should start saying bye, Omarosa. I think that would be like, that would catch on, don't you think? Or bye, about, Omarosa. Bye, bitch. You know? <laughs> well, I'll tell you... About a week ago... I know she's your friend. I feel really Why bad. do you keep saying that in front of Nick's company? <laughs> Stop fucking saying... I mean, I just got money. What is she doing? She's trying to fuck my life up. Oh, God. Well, I mean, she threatened to sue me. Like, we're not on speaking terms. Like, the two of you are, like, really good. But then, you know, I sort of made some we're comments. We're not that good. Okay, okay. Well, we made I some I mean, comments. you want to talk about it? We're, like, having <laughs> couples therapy in front of... A, see, we can't see you all, so it doesn't matter. Right? <laughs> No, you know what your problem is? You don't listen. No, I'm just kidding. No, well, this is the thing. I've known Omarosa for a very long time. I've probably known her for about 12 or 13 years, and we were, at one time, best friends. I was with her when she dated. You all know Michael Clark Duncan, the actor from The yes, Green Mile. Yes, that part was like, that was so shocking. Yeah, it was because very shocking. Because that did seem, I feel like, all right, as someone who follows reality shows and had followed Omarosa and knew who she was, I feel like that was the one moment in her life where I felt like she was actually genuinely so happy, like things were going great. And then for that to happen was so tragic. He wasn't easy, though. Really? You know, I mean, he had this persona of being this super nice guy, and he was a great guy. I mean, he loved my dog, Oscar. He was a very lovely guy. I would go out, hey, hey, Oscar. (laughs) I would go out to L.A., I would stay at their house, but really, I was one of the only friends that he allowed 
her to hang out with. Really? And I've never really said this before. I mean, because everybody, Michael Clark Duncan, they think he's a big teddy bear. And of course, he was a lovely, wonderful man, but he was very controlling. Really? Very controlling. Okay, wait. So maybe she wasn't as happy. Maybe she's happier now with her husband. Oh, I forgot she's married again. <laughs> <laughs> like her husband. Oh, yeah, I went to the wedding. Oh, my God. I was so drunk that whole weekend. I was like, I got to go to the fucking Trump Hotel. I'm getting drunk. In fact, you know, I'm not one to, like, pop Molly or any of that shit because I'm too old to start that shit. But that weekend, I was like, you know what? If I turn around and you put something in my drink, I won't call the cops. I mean, I don't want to remember any fucking thing. No, I'm serious. First of all, anybody out there, like, I'm dying to see Paul Wharton on drugs. Like, is anyone else? Yes. I feel like that's a really bad bit, but like I kind of want to like get you high on Molly and just see what you would be like. <laughs> well, you know, I told this story about Don't my, you, my ecstasy, right? What? I just <laughs> picture you on Molly, like that dude out on Dulles Toll Road, like naked, just like oh, no. trying to fuck the flatbed of a truck. He was oh. just like... That was my favorite. I love when people... I get upset at that and call the police. My favorite thing is when people get nude and just like do yeah. helicopter dick. I'm like, good for you. Oh, I love that. Why can't more people get nude and helicopter dick me? They never do. You know, white people are so interesting because, you know, <laughs> I know her so well, but I don't know what the fuck she's talking about half the time. I'm like, helicopter dick. Like, okay, what is you that? haven't seen that. Has everybody seen that Saturday Night Live helicopter, Shween? Yeah. It's basically when it got, and you're like, I mean, a well-endowed man. Not okay. that I know, I'm okay. but like, I kind of know. If you know anybody. So it's be- <laughs> Let them know. Like, your dick would be perfect for helicopter okay. Shween. Because like a propeller, what do you, do? you just like whip it around. Oh, I do that all, the- oh, that's what that's called? Yes! Oh, uh, I do that all the time. It's part of my daily ritual. Yeah, I didn't know I was doing the helicopter dick. I don't know. It always right. bothers me so much. I miss all the nude people. Like, I love when people drive through drive throughs and then they just have a map over their penis, and they whip it out. And they're like, yes! Like, why doesn't this happen to me? I don't go through drive throughs very I much. I would be pouring Coke all over that penis, oh. ketchup packets. I'd be like, sir, start whacking it. Oh I don't know. God. Okay, sorry. Who's I don't know. this Maybe woman? <laughs> What is going on? I, I'm a bit of an exhibitionist. I don't know. I enjoy nude bodies. I've never understood why, like, people get so upset when people get naked or something. Or, like, you yeah. know, they have a moment where they... I don't understand, like, why... I mean, women in D.C. can be topless. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why women can't, like, show their tits on Instagram if they want to. Like, I, it's so I, weird to I me. Don't, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know. Sorry, that's another campaign for me here. I don't know why. Organic tampons and people getting nude. <laughs> Anyhow, go on with Amorosa. I got a sidetracked. People want to hear this because I'm dying to know, you know, a lot of people thought Robin Roberts was a hypocrite. Robin Roberts has been pushing her books, and she was kind of like, oh, I think she's going to sell her story. I mean, didn't Robin Roberts sort of sell her story? They're all selling something. Yeah. Let me tell you, from the moment I went from... Oh, no one wants Amorosa. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, okay. listen, this is, I just got a book deal, okay? I can't see you, so... Oh, thank you. Well, look, and you can have it. Pull out your phone and order it on Amazon.com right now. But the thing about it is, we'll get into all that, and I, and I get it, but I was trying to give you a little background on, you know, the closeness of the relationship. Because Omarosa and I knew each other from the time she did The Original Apprentice. Yeah, you have. You've known And each other I'll tell you, some days we would go out to a restaurant, and I'd be like, do that Omarosa shit. I don't like these people. You know what I mean? Like, the, the waiter would be horrible. <laughs> 
Or, or like one time my ex-boyfriend was there with another person, you know, the, his new shit, and I was, and they wanted to come say hi, and I was like, do that on Marosa shit. She's like, I can't. I'm like, do it. You know, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Well, who's worse, me or her? <laughs> so she really, I mean, in terms of family and, and heart and being loyal, but I think that Hollywood will fuck you up. Really? I think it really will because, see, you're out there in Hollywood, but really, you ain't really doing... No, you don't have a syndicated show. It's not on a network. You don't have real Hollywood money. All you have is fame and no money. Oh, And it'll gotcha. fuck you up. So then, of course, you have to find a movie star husband who may not treat you very well, but he's a big star, and you live in behind gates in a big mansion and all that, but you're... So the only thing that ever really stuck for her was being a villain, um, oh, wow. like, like, for instance, RuPaul talks about, he's not really a drag queen. He was like, you know, I did a lot of shit, but the thing that really stuck for me was one day I put on this wig and this lipstick, and they were like, hey, and people started buying tickets, and so that's what worked for him. So the only check she's been able to cash was being a villain. The, the person that I knew wasn't necessarily the one that you all see. Now, she has become that person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, we do. And and that's why we're not close friends anymore, because I, of course, couldn't go along. She actually called me one day, and she said, I just want to let you know all this mean stuff you're saying about Trump on Fox 5. You know, he knows the owner of Fox, and I just think you should really watch yourself, because, you know, you could get fired. And I said, well, you know, I'll take my fucking chances, and I wish a motherfucker would fire me. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I am the most lured up queen that you've ever seen in your life. I mean, let me tell you something. Fire me. Fucking please fucking fire me. In fact, I've gone in there some days trying to get fired. <laughs> and they haven't taken the bait. Well, when you say it like that, now I have like more empathy for her. Now I'm like, well, oh, I knew you know her what? As That's a very kind of loving, tough. you know, person that was very loyal. I mean, I remember having Okay, so Leslie, you were, you know, you were in the crowd mm-hmm. and it's always so hard when we're doing the live show to yeah. kind of see what people how they're reacting. Exactly. So when Paul was talking about Omarosa, how was the crowd? I mean, I think they're all like in, laughing. I mean, they were getting it, of course, but he was making it in a sense that people were laughing, you know, like right. funny and in a funny sense. And I mean, it's shocking, of course, but yeah. at the same time, it's funny. I mean, he was saying it in a, in a good way. I mean, not in a good way, but in a funny way. So basically, it takes attention away from it. I guess. Right, 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 right. And I'll tell you, the second part right now that I'm going to play, I thought was really great because it gave a perspective of what Omarosa was like before fame mm-hmm. and sort of the decisions around fame that she made. So listen to this clip. Questionable. Well, tell, me, tell us this. Do you believe, you know, the rumor is that she got into a very, very heated argument uh, with some staff members there that they basically had to escort her out, Secret Service. Did By the way, I'm being very measured. Do you see me? Do you I'm, think that, I'm imitating I mean, I'm, her on, on Good Morning America. She was so measured. I was like, fuck. And she called me right after she got off the air. She's like, I know you're going to tell me the truth. How did I do? And I said, your ass is fucking, what the fuck are you on? Because, I mean, there was no shake. She was like, she was measured, right? Hello? Are y'all still out there? I can't see any. Did everybody leave? <laughs> yeah, there are, I think everyone's like, you know, you really have an inside to somebody that, you know. Who is, is that really... out there? I need a spotlight on that. <laughs> Shine a light on your face so I can see you. Hi. <laughs> No, I think you have inside info to someone who, to us, I think seems very guarded. And like you said, has sort of unfortunately become that character, that villain. That is how she is perceived. That's no how she's perceived. What, you know, now, no matter what. Now, where shit turned for me, because listen, she was at 
Is that her in the back? Wait, who is that? Oh, I look, I look like a, who's that shadowy figure? Omarosa? Look, no. <laughs> That's girl, amazing. I tried to get I you. I was just talking, girl. I didn't mean nothing, girl. <laughs> you know, these people, they just, girl, they, I'm just trying to sell some tickets to the show. Um, <laughs> 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delani show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of our youth travel sports ruining families. Well, Dr. John Delani has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delani walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right. <laughs> You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. 
oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is well-researched, baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Frasier 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's two zero. That would be so amazing. Oh my God, I would I love that so much. I thought that Leslie was on Rosa. I'm like, oh shit. Oh I'd yeah. Like, oh, Leslie, are you going to try girl? to sue Ooh. me again, you bitch? Oh my God. And then I'd, like, I'd run into that closet. But I tell you, we, were, <laughs> we were out campaigning for Hillary together. We were stomping for Hillary. And then one day, I don't know what happened. And it just she was like, I got a call from the campaign. And she, the next day, she switched that shit up, and she was like, I'm on the Trump train. And I was like, okay, bitch, bye. Oh, boy. You know, like, don't make your choices my choices. So when she called me and said, you know, you should really watch your ass when you go on Fox 5 in the morning about Donald Trump, I said, well, you, don't make your choices my choices. Let the motherfucker come for me. That's fine. I told y'all I want to be on workers. I mean, okay, you guys. And lastly, we wanted to share this little tidbit from the live show, which was when I called my ex, Rob Ponto, who I dated for years in high school, and he was such a good sport. Oh my god! Yeah, that was (laughs) the funniest part. And you're gonna do a video clip of this, right? Yeah. You you really liked this part. Okay, so be sure to look for that on our um, Hey Phrase YouTube page Mm -hmm. and on Instagram. We'll we'll post a little clip. Okay, so enjoy this. just a a new story out that was basically saying that this is the time like the next like week and a half through new year's is the time when your ex is most likely to reach out because it's lonely and you know especially if you were just like if you guys just broke up in 2017 at some point it's their first holiday without you so i just wondered if there was like an ex that we could like text live (laughs) like that we should just say right who's going oh leslie do you have my phone Okay. Wait a minute. So, You're gonna text who's ex? Yours? Yeah, sure. Well, let me text one of mine. Somebody, Tracy, Janelle, come up here and pat my head real quick. I bring just me think, my, uh, bring me my lip stuff. And Tracy, bring me my phone. <laughs> let me see if I, I don't remember those motherfuckers' phone numbers, but let me see. I just think like all at once we should all like whip out our phones and just text our ex. What are we like, texting them? I think we should all come up with like we a. We should s- do one text. Like, do you miss me or do you still want it? Do you still think about it? No, that's too much. I don't know. What should we all collectively say? I feel like it's a good. Um... How about I need four hundred dollars? My license is about to expire. Everybody, this is Janelle. She does my makeup and my grooming. <laughs> Let the people see you. She comes over at my house early in the morning, honey. I get up, Priscilla be in that motherfucker, and Janelle be up in there, girl. We have a little family, don't we? We do. And she went to Patty's house with me. Oh, yeah. how is Patty's? Okay. Yeah. Patty was great. I love her. Okay. I think I'm going to text my old high school boyfriend, Rob Ponto. I don't think he's heard from me. Here, I'm going to call my friend AJ because I don't know his number. So let's call AJ and see if we can get Rob's number. Yeah. Hey, AJ. 
Hey, I'm I'm doing a live podcast show, so you're like live on speakerphone in front of 60 people, okay? Great. Okay. <laughs> so AJ, you and I went to high school together, right? Indeed. Okay, who was my high school boyfriend that I dated for a long time? Which, which one? You had a couple. <laughs> okay, Rob. Rob. Robert, yeah. Okay, so we were just reading a story live that, you know, this is the time of year where you text your exes and you just say, hey, happy holidays. Like, I hope you're well. I miss you. Do you think, like, it would ruin Rob's marriage if I texted him? Probably not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck you. I feel like... <laughs> okay, we need Rob's cell phone number because it's been a minute. I, I, like, I don't know really where to find him. Okay. Wait, somebody write this no, down. No, no, I'll just take it right now. Yeah, I'm gonna we'll call just him take right it, AJ. No one's going to call it Rob after this. What is it, 207? This is so fucking interesting. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're calling somebody you haven't talked to in a long time? I well, I, I, when did I see Rob last, AJ? A couple years ago? Uh, probably. Yeah, right? <laughs> Okay, you want me to call? Him? Okay, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna text Rob and just say happy holidays. Okay. Oh, I thought we were gonna call him. Calling is best. Okay. All right, bye, hon. We love you. Bye. Bye. That is too much fucking fun. Is anybody else out there texting their ex? What? Okay, what are you gonna text him? What do you want me to text him? What should I text? Okay. Do you, do you we'll ever think about him. me? We'll just call him. We're calling, we're calling. Jesus. Okay. Is your phone volume all the way up? What? Rob! Okay, Rob Ponto. Yeah. Uh, this is Sarah Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, you're, okay, Rob, I'm doing a live podcast show and you're live in front of 60 people on speakerphone. Is that okay? Yeah, as long as it's all, because you're on speakerphone in front of my kids. So oh! Yeah. oh. Talking a story, talking about a story that this is the time of year where you text an ex and you say happy holidays because you're just sort of lonely. So, <laughs> so when I was thinking about exes, I was thinking about you because we dated for like a long time, several years ago. So I just wanted to call you and wish you happy holidays. Oh well, happy holidays to you too. <laughs> and I hope your wife won't be mad that I'm calling you. <gasps> <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, Rob, You're just Well, Rob, remember like I went to an all women's college and I sort of got that mullet haircut, so there was a dry spell for like a long time. <laughs> Okay, Rob, tell, like, is there one thing that you remember about me from high school that you'll share with everybody live tonight? You can say anything. One thing I remember about you? Yeah. Your, your mother's credit card. <laughs> oh! <laughs> what, did you use it a lot? We did use my mom's credit card a lot. It's so true. <laughs> Rob, you're amazing. Thank you for being awesome, and everybody loves yes, you. Yes, thank you, Rob. Thank you for picking up. Oh, no problem. Okay, we'll take care. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God.
fucking god. Wasn't that awesome? I'm officially yeah. back. <laughs> oh my god, there were so many good moments from the live show. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. Um, and also, listeners gave us such sweet gifts, Suzanne. Yes, oh, my yes. God. Just, it's always, I'm always so grateful and, uh, you know, so touched. Mm-hmm. Like, so many people are going through so so many things. And um, when, when you all come up to us and you're like, hey, you know, I'm going through a hard time. And listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. sometimes on repeat, helps me. I'm just like, oh, my God. You know, I feel like, wow, I'm so honored. And I know what it's like to be in that place where you exactly. have that show that just yeah. gets you through so it's i think for me it's very amazing when people tell me hey like when i have a blue day i listen to your i mean i watch your videos that makes yeah. me feel happy in a way because i do this out of like love or out of entertainment and then it, it helps people yes so, that's yeah. what it's all about um and also to leandro who got us beautiful gifts oh my god thank yeah. you so much um so emmett walker you guys are probably very familiar with him he went viral on youtube he's also from Washington, D.C. He's a music executive. But, um, wow, the backlash that he got after he posted this picture of of himself in line, boarding priority, and then a white woman behind him who was questioning him, his interpretation of what went down is so good. So enjoy this interview. Emmett Walker, I'm a huge fan. (laughs) I'm a big fan. I know. You're like, you know, I know you don't want any of the fame. You don't want any of the attention. But when I saw you go viral, I was like, and then when I saw you were from D.C., I was like, this guy is so good. So good. So look, take us back. I mean, I obviously know your story. I'm sure many people listening to this podcast do. But uh, it was December 5th, right? You were getting ready to go on a vacation. Day before my birthday, yes. Day before your birthday. You're in, what airport were you in? Were you out in Dallas? DCA. DCA. You're at Reagan National. Yes. And you were getting ready to board priority seating. And you have a woman behind you and kind of set the scene for us and tell us like a little bit of what went down when they when they called the board she wasn't right there with us we've been sitting there for a while now she was running up as if she was late and as she was running up because when they called for us we went lined up and then she started running up and then when she got to me i was the last one in line she asked me politely she was polite about it asked me to move out of the way so she can board and they was going to board us after they finished boarding priority and so it, it, you end up kind of having this exchange with her, right? Where she, you say, you know, no, I'm, I'm priority. I'm, I'm in the correct line. Well, I seen that she had a, a older guy with her. She, she herself was older, and she had a even older guy with her. So when I seen him run up, before I could even extend courtesy to her, ask her, did they want to go ahead of me? That's when she began to say, "Excuse me, they call for priority. You need to let us through so we can board, and they will board y'all once we finish boarding." And so I just asked her, well, priority means first class, right? And she said, yes. So I need you to move aside so that we can board, and they're going to board y'all once we finish boarding. And I said, well, if priority is first class, I'm in the right place. I'm flying first class. And she made the comment saying that maybe I got it because I'm military, and they paid for theirs, so I still should have to move to the side. So... They may board and get on after them because they pay for this. Are you like dying at this point? And of course, your whole story becomes public because you you, you kind of snap a picture. She's in the background. Her her face is down, so no one can even really identify who she is. And you essentially put up the exchange, you know. And it's like in your voice, then in her voice, mm-hmm. kind of back and forth. And you post this picture on Facebook that then ends up taking on this whole life of its own. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> so before we get into like the reactions and and the reason you know first of all okay that part of the story I, I I saw somebody like some people sharing it in my Facebook feed the the first picture that you posted but I really was impressed with the apology that you wrote which mm. which we'll talk about because I was like you don't even owe this woman an apology I thought that was so just such a great move as a person to do. Um, but anyway, you're, you're having this exchange with her where she is refusing to believe that you belong in first class. Mm -hmm. So what was the internet has created something else with it. But when you were interacting with her, what did you think? Do you think she just was like older and ignorant? Do you think Um, it was a race thing? Do you think it was a, she just felt like she had more money. What did you think? If if I had to assume, um, it definitely wouldn't have been, because of race, she looked wealthy. She looked she looked wealthy. And um, if I was going to assume anything, I would assume it was because of that, the financial thing in itself. She just didn't think you had enough money to be in first class priority. Yes. So you end up posting this, uh, this picture and this dialogue. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming it, we were talking kind of before we started this interview, you were doing that more just to say this was my experience, right? Yeah, I, I put it up and I put this change up and how everything happened. And I didn't expect none of that to happen at all. When I post things on Facebook, I may get about five people to comment and say something back to me. And I can name them, Jamal Adams, Bashine Bird, April Austin. They're going to say something funny about her. Then they're going to reverse the joke on me, say something funny about me. And that's it. But when I posted it, I literally boarded the plane. And when I landed in Miami, it said I had 50,000 notifications on Facebook. Were you shitting your pants? <laughs> Were you like, oh, my God? It was, uh, it was scary. I, was, I said, I ain't got 50,000 people on my Facebook friends. Like, that's impossible. And when I clicked to see what it was, I literally had to board the plane to had to Porta Plata. And when I landed, it says 72,000. And it was just out of hand since then. Okay, so th- this whole post then takes on a life of its own, right? Mm-hmm. And and when you and I were talking on Instagram, you said you've got death threats from this, that, that it's been positive, but it's been negative. So tell me, like, what have, what's been the overwhelming response? Um... <laughs> From, I guess, what you call my people, the, okay. the black community. Okay. After the apology, um, they they started throwing me for a loop. Everybody was saying I was wrong for apologizing. Some of them was out of line. Here go the... Can I speak freely? Oh, my God, okay. please. I curse all the time. I talk about vaginas okay. and butt sex, whatever. I mean, please. Okay. You're poor Emmett. I feel... Okay, here go know. this nigga bowing down for Massa and... It was, yeah, it was, those comments was really throwing me full. I said they're going to take me from world news to world star in one week. Because I'm going to have to hurt somebody that keep <laughs> coming for me. Okay, I want to so read. So I just try to avoid it. I want to read your apology. Because I thought this was just a really great, upstanding thing to do, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like when you posted this, I was like, wow, this guy is more about humanity than he is about blaming somebody or making this any even if it isn't a race issue you didn't seem like it was about that for Mm -hmm. you 
So here's what you posted. You said, when I posted that post on Facebook, I didn't expect all that to come from it. I can honestly name the four or five people I thought would comment with something funny, and that would be it. This racist stuff is definitely an issue, but this is not the solution to that issue. It brings me no joy waking up in paradise for my 37th birthday and knowing that woman might be going through hell. That The story was definitely real, just like this issue is definitely real, but I now know that I myself should have handled it another way or left it how it was and not shared it publicly. When dealing with people, I always try to stay on the side of right, so to make sure I never do anybody wrong. I try to always put myself in that person's shoes and ask, how would I feel if that person did this to me? And if I was her this morning, I'd be a total wreck today. And that doesn't help this situation or her. It only makes them more angry and bring more drama. And then in all caps. So I'd like to apologize again to the woman I had this encounter with yesterday. No matter how wrong your actions, you don't deserve this. And you tag some people. I believe if you can't help nobody at the very very least, you should never do anything to hurt them. Mm -hmm. I thought that was so great. But you... Tell me this, like, are you regretting that you posted that no, apology? No, no, I don't regret it. That was the best thing I could have did. <laughs> the best thing that came out of this situation was me getting to show who I was. And no matter yeah. what I'm dealing with, it's never going to change who I am. And but I guess were you surprised that the black community turned on you kind of the way that they did? People are a bunch of gitwits, man. They just looking for the. <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I don't pay them no attention. I don't know, so it don't affect me. Right. It don't affect me. You're not helping me in my situation or doing anything, so it don't bother me. And welcome to the internet. Don't you feel like it's such a? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. I was asking you too before. Um, has, have you ever heard from the woman that uh, was behind you that kind of this whole whole exchange happened? No, and like I told you, um, she was older. Right. I don't expect to hear from her. I don't expect to hear from her at all. I'd put the apology out there just in case somebody, if they did know her, if she got the bad, I hope they gave her that as well, and she knew that that wasn't my intentions. For her to be put on blast or anybody to attack her for anything. Um, I, like I said from the start, and, and the reason I wanted to have you on is I love your perspective. Um, do you feel like, you know, what do you think the solution is in this time where it appears, at least on social media, where people take things and run with it out of context? And you were talking about the media. I understand I'm in the media. And people, you know, the media is going to make it what it is. So what do you think is the solution to humanity, to race? I know that's like a big question, <laughs> but um, you've, you've oh, had to have learned something from this experience. Um, like I said, I feel like I could have handled it differently. Um I could have asked her to come to the side and talk to me one-on-one about it mm. and possibly seeing where she was coming from or why she felt the way she felt. And it could have been as simple as a conversation. Mm. It could have been as well, simple as a really conversation. Um, hate only brings hate. And the last thing I want to do is upset someone in that situation. Because right. if, if it was racially motivated and I did something to upset her, it's only going to make her react worse. Right, double Somebody down. else is going to catch it, and I don't want that. I need her to see the good in me no matter how bad she is, where it hits you. If I'm doing something, if I'm hitting her, right. and she's rising above it, you know, at some point in time, it clicks at me. But then again, the flip side to it, guilt is only guilt if it's guilt in the mind. 
Right. So if she's stuck in her ways and she feel how she feel, and if it was racially motivated, no matter what I say or what I do or what any post I put up, if she don't feel guilty and she feel like she's right and above the situation, then nothing's going to change her. Um, how has this been, you know, also you're a music executive, and how has this been for your business? Has there been any good good uh, feedback, backlash? Has it oh. spilt over at all? <laughs> this is actually the first time I tried to bring Shemaine to the forefront. Um, when the attacks started coming, I don't definitely don't want them to receive any of that. Right. So I tried to let everything die down before I bring my kids, family, music, anything Into- to anything. I haven't posted anything about my kids or anything since because... I don't want them to be attacked for anything, but um, Shemaine's going to rise regardless, no matter what. She's a she's a star, always have been. So Shemaine is here today. You are one of the artists that Emmett um, manages and and helps, and you have a new album out. I do. It's and it's not so new, but um, it is on iTunes and all media platforms. It's called The Evolution of Me, and. Um, it's been doing pretty well. And, lo- and I was asking you guys what the music scene is like in D.C. as um, artists and uh, what kind of genre? Are you more rap? Is it more? What is your sort of forte? Well, I don't like to put myself in a box because there's so many aspects of my music. Um, I was born in Guyana, so I have that Caribbean influence. Um, just being raised close to D.C. in Maryland, there's that go-go influence. I started playing the violin when I was five, so I had that classical training. So it's all just a mixture of different things, and I just love music, so I like to incorporate everything in that. But if I had to pick one, I guess I would say R&B. More R&B? Yeah. So how is the music scene here in D.C.? I love this. I'm like, when I saw it, you know, obviously that Emmett was local, I was like, this is a great story. And then when he was doing music, we were talking about that. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, you can definitely get a lot of work around here um but i do i do want to travel too uh but you definitely get a lot of work around here I, really I enjoy it, yeah so where are you performing like where can people and your website where can people find you i also want to pull up a song do you have a song that i can pull up that you really like here's some nice ones <laughs> Listen to this because I want to hear what you... Can you hear it? Okay, so here's... Is this song a part of, like, your newest album, or was this before? It is? Oh, Charmaine, I love this. Thank you. This is great. So people, tell me this. Where can people find you? What's your website? Where can they find more? Yeah, you can check me out at Shemaine Music. Everything, all social media platforms, Shemaine Music. That's S-H-A-M-A-I-N Music and ShemaineMusic.com. I love it. What's next for you? So you've had that album. Uh Are you working on a new one? Uh, I am. I'm working on a lot of new songs um, in the studio. I'm also working on getting some video work done, too. So I'm staying busy. (laughs) I bet. Oh, my gosh. And Emmett, how many people do you manage? How many people are under your umbrella? Um, We got Shemaine. And those those two are the main ones that we deal with. Shemaine and Overtime Sims. This is great. What's next for you? 
I love everything that you're doing. What are you? Are you just going to stay <laughs> focused on your work? What you yeah, we just keep working, keep pushing, keep grinding. Um, Tell us where we can follow you, um, your label, what you know, whatever you want to promote. Because again, I think Shemaine it was just music. so brave. Shemaine music. <laughs> Shemaine okay, music. you got it. You find me through Shemaine music. Love it, Shemaine. Thank you for being here. Much continued success. You guys are really terrific, and I appreciate you sharing your story and, and your thoughts today. Thank you so Shemaine, much. Shemaine, go, girl. We are buying. <laughs> we you. are buying iTunes. Wait, can I buy you on Spotify? Can I listen yep. on Spotify, too? I can listen sure on Spotify. Can. I can listen. YouTube, I don't like to promote that. You don't get any money. Um, Spotify. Fuck YouTube. Amazon, Amazon. Google Play. Google Play. Where can we get paid? That's what we are about. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much. All right, everybody. We love you. Leslie Okendo. 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 <laughs> Leslie Okendo. Leslie, thank you for um, stepping in. Thank you for having me. And uh, be, you're a great co-host in the making. I hope I didn't make anything worse. Than <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. You guys, love you so much. We've got a special bonus episode for you next week, Christmas holiday. We never leave you without a pod. Uh, if you're traveling around this holiday season, download the Hey for mm-hmm. podcast, Mindful Mondays, new Mansion Murder podcast on Fox 5, and be sure to leave a Hey Fresh podcast review. Go to iTunes, hit subscribe, leave five stars, tell us what you love, tell us that you love Leslie Okindo. 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 <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.